Good to see you tonight. Let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter uh, chapter 2 and 3 this evening. And we're heading into a bit of a busy time, I guess, as we get into our missions conference and leadership conference and other uh, just other things that really we're going to head into these times and the the main purpose of them is not just to hold them but to really be engaged by and then challenged by the word of god that's really what it is we want to come to a, a, a time where we're focused on what the word of god has to say about missions and our responsibility and then in leadership conference just that sense of just being under the word of god to to challenge us about uh, how it is that we're supposed to go forward for him and and so we're going to have a lot of hearing. We're going to have a lot of time where we're going to be listening and listening to the, the Word of God being expounded, the Word of God being, um, being read to us and then explained. And we've got to, we've got to not take that, that time for granted. And it, it's really grounded on valuing the Word of God. And, uh, you know, when we think of value... We know when we understand we're, we're ascribing some sort of worth to it, we're putting some weight to it. That's what the, the word honor or value means, to, to ascribe weight or, or value, to understand um, its, its, um, its benefits. And we've got we've to honor the, the word of God. And I wanted to talk to you about that tonight because I think sometimes when we get into times where we're just hearing it over and uh, hearing the Word of God opened, uh, we can sometimes diminish in our honoring of it and valuing of it. Um, in a busy week like we're going to have at leadership, we're going to perhaps potentially hear about 10 messages. And we, we ought to take each time uh, that the Word of God is opened, we ought to just understand it's not about the, the preacher, it's about the Word of God being open to us. And I want to prepare us as we, we start to, to get into this season. And, you know, uh, the, the saying, worth your salt, or, or you're worth your weight in gold. And we understand those sayings, they, they were, used to be measures of value before we had, you know, the, the currencies that we have, like today. We used to measure things by the weight of its, uh, by salt or by gold, and you would compare its comparative value to other things based on how much gold it's worth or how much salt it's worth. And, and there's, there's a lot of things that, that, um, that we ought to value, but I think primarily and, and most of all, we ought to value the Word of God. And let's not diminish in that. And, you know, we're going to head into a time, and I just want to say to the church um, tonight, and I'll repeat this on Sunday, Let's just guide our spirit, right? We're heading into a time there's going to be a real spiritual, um, spiritual fruitfulness that we're asking for. We're really asking God to work in our hearts. And, you know, anything that we, we do for eternity, there's going to be a corresponding battle for that, isn't there? Right? We understand spiritual warfare. So guide your, guide your heart when it comes to the Word of God leading up to. Don't... don't save it up and starve yourself and then feast when the preaching comes. This is actually a time where we're, we, we're supposed to get into the Word of God and really prepare our hearts. Let's guide our hearts when it comes to our spirit one toward another. And one of the ways that, that 
can derail all of the, the blessings that God wants to pour upon us during those times is if we're not taking care of our, just our relationships with one another. So we ought to see it for what it is when, when those things come, that it's not just the, it's not surface level here, we're talking about spiritual things. These are things of eternity. So let's just, let's just be guided, I'm just saying as a, as a church. Let's just think about that and recognize the context of things happening in our lives. But we ought to value the Word of God. And, and you know, sometimes I think we, in the way we approach God's Word, especially when we, if we get a little bit familiar to it, uh, we can approach it a little bit like sometimes watching those foreign films. You know, those ones that are dubbed? Um, I don't know about you, but my dad loved kung fu movies, all right? I'm just dobbing on my dad right now because he's not here, but he loved those kung fu movies, and we would watch him. He would, he would play it on the VHS, anyone with me? Um, but he would play those, and you know that the words that are dubbed in English never match the, the movement of the mouth, right? And it's, it's, it's funny. You could, you could watch it now and go, that's totally ridiculous. How is that entertaining? Well, the entertainment value was the, how out of sync it was, right? But sometimes we can treat the Word of God that way. When we're supposed to be aligned to it, we might be moving our mouths, but what's actually being said isn't matching up. And we can be a bit that way when we perhaps undervalue or, or, miss or, or dishonor the Word of God. And obviously the characters that we're going to look at tonight is, is Adam and Eve. And uh, Look with me in verses uh, chapter 2, look at verse 15 and, and what the Lord said to them. It says, The Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou, thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And so we see this, it's a pretty plain what he said there. It's, it's pretty clear, isn't it? It's pretty straightforward. The Lord has some expectations and he, he verbalizes that to them. But we know later on in chapter 3 that, that something else happens. And we understand and I think we, we know that, that obviously Adam and Eve believed in God. Yet, believing in him, sometimes they, they didn't always believe him. And we see that, this, that that's why that, that the fall of man is really based on that. Look at ver, chapter 3, look at verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God hath, had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said. And, and right there, we know that the enemy's attack is right to the core of the word of God. Yea, hath God said, he's questioning, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, yes, lest ye die. So it's a bit of an addition there, but she answers, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil." And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So we see 
just the, the, the process there of the fall of man and, and we're plunged into this time now. And so we see right from the beginning that man's history begins with this, this wrestle for where the Word of God sits as far as value in their side is concerned. The, the serpent's attack in their mindset here was, yea, hath God said. And so from the very outset, the, the words of God and, and where that, that was in comparison to other things, other factors, where the value and the honor was to that. And so both Adam and Eve, actually, when you think about it, they gave more weight to their own conclusions than they did the clear instructions of God. They gave more weight to what they thought rather than just plainly following after the, the word of God to them. And what happens when, when we do that in our lives? And, you know, what, what we're actually, in effect, doing when we do that is, is we're viewing God's word as negotiable. When we don't honor God's word, we're, what we're doing is we're just, we think it's negotiable. We're, we're looking, in, in, in Genesis chapter 3, we read it there, the, the attack of the, the serpent was, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of the, every tree of the garden. And, and God left no room with Adam and Eve for negotiation. He, he said there that they ought not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he, he, he's plain in what, what was going to happen if that was the case. And, and yet often when we hear something that is given from the Word of God or is plain in Scripture that we're given, sometimes we, we find ourselves a little, in a way, negotiating with God. God, I, I get you're saying that, but you don't understand my situation. I, I get you're saying that, but really is that, is that, and, and we start to go down the track of we're negotiating. And, and what happens is, is really we're giving less weight to God's word. We're putting more weight to how we feel or how we see our situation playing out. And so we view it sometimes as negotiable, but then really what that is, we're viewing it as inconsequential because often the instructions of God and the things that He gives us, they, there's a follow-on effect. There's a consequence attached to that. And we continue on in chapter, chapter 3 and verse 4. Notice the attack, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. When that's, that's totally opposed to what God had already told them, you will. And so He's saying, look, you, you, can, you can choose to do this actually, and, and, and don't worry about what God said, because I'll tell you, you're, it's not going to happen that way. The consequence, he says, it's not going to happen that way. And, you know, sometimes when we, when we look at the, the, the instructions of God's Word and its, and its clarity, we can, we can forget to, to consider what will happen if we don't follow through with it. We don't see, unlike God who sees the end from the beginning, Unlike God who has, is a sum of all knowledge and wisdom and He knows, sometimes we can sort of maybe say, well, we're the exception to the rule. There's, there's, everyone else will, you know, if I choose, who choose like me, everyone else will go through what God says except me. 
And the serpent was tempting the woman that way, ye shall not surely die. And yet God detailed the consequence, and really there was no uncertainty to it, saying you will. And we know that the man chooses also, and we know the rest is history, as they say, we're plunged into this time after the fall. And death came upon all men, right? And so we view it as sometimes when we don't honor the Word of God, the way we should, we view it as inconsequential. You know, there's going to be things that, that we're going to open to in, in the next many weeks as we take into account the, the, the conferences that we have. And God's going to show you something clearly from His Word that is applicable to you and I. And we can. We can choose to go, well, it's not for me. But we don't fail to... to don't fail to consider what the consequences of that is if you don't follow through. All right? Um, and what we do when we don't honor the Word of God like we should is we view God as someone even withholding good from us. Because in, in verse 5, he, the, he continues, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. What Satan was accusing God of here was he's withholding something that's really good for you. But in all reality, this, this wasn't the case. And, you know, the problem is that they began to believe that, that God was somehow just holding back on all of, what, all of the goodness that he could have poured on them. And, you know, that's how we argue it a little bit with God. You know, we, we say, oh, if, if I choose you, God, I'm going to miss out on this, and I'm going to miss out on that, and I'm going to miss out on this. And those, all those things that I, I, I think I should have in my life, if I, if I follow what you say, I'm going to miss out on all of those. And what we're doing, actually, when we don't follow, follow and honor God's word that way, is we're actually accusing God of, say, of withholding those good things from us. Withholding those things that he says actually will, will be. And what we do is, is really, fourthly, we view it as one of, two paths and reason that our thinking and our path is ultimately better than God's. We reason that out and in verse 6, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit. So she made up her mind that it wasn't God's word that needed to have hold greater honor and value in her life, it was actually her desires. It was actually what she saw. It was actually what was pleasant to her. And the problem, really, when it came down to it, was in this moment, unbelief crept in. In a sense, we could say that sin is always birthed in unbelief. We don't believe God, so we choose to do the alternative. Uh, belief is simply what you accept to be true. Unbelief is rejecting what God says is true. And, and everyone believes something. And when we choose, it's not that we're, we're non-believers. What we're choosing is what we're actually choosing to believe over what God says. And so we, we choose our own path over that that is God's. And the sad ending to it is that we reap the consequences when we place greater weight and greater honor on our own reasoning 
than we do the Word of God. Because at the end, they realized and they fell. We see that in verse 7, that their eyes were open. They saw. And the problem results then in pain that is brought on by a refusal to trust Him. And, and we're going to be challenged with, with a great many things. So I want to ask you to, to already evaluate where you're at with the Word of God as you approach these times. Because here's what I want to say. You don't want to miss out on what God wants to do in your life. You don't want to miss out when the time is that, that God's Word is open and, and that message is for you. And that message is something that's going to direct your life or, or, or challenge you about a, a mindset in your own life that, that is hindering you from, from seeing all of God's working in your life. And when we don't put any honor or weight to the Word of God, what we are, in essence, is glorifying ourselves. And we're robbing God of the glory that belongs to Him. And we trade in, we trade in instead of, the, the, instead of valuing what, what is actually valuable, we trade it in for something far less. Um, let's just turn to Isaiah chapter 55 and then we'll be done tonight. And just a good reminder, just reminded about this this morning. Verse 7, Isaiah 55 verse 7, he says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Then he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know what he's saying? He said, place greater value in my thoughts. Place greater value in my ways. He's saying, return to me. He's saying, forsake your way. And so when it comes down to it, when it's that time to choose, I want to I encourage you. Choose what choose to follow what God says. Just choose it. And, and whatever that is, and, and there's going to be, again, there's going to be times where we're going to come to a point of decision. I do pray, and my hope is that as we enter into this time, that it, it would benefit us from this way, from an eternal point of view. That we don't just choose the, the easy way of, of our way, but choose God's way. That, that we would choose to honor God's word as we take take a little bit of time and really get, get a lot of it, really get a lot of the, the, the preaching, I pray that we would value it each and every time. All right, let's pray, church.